Awesome Podcast. Toot toot. Toot toot, my friends. My name's Big Hal. And I'm Ice Cold Possum. Woo! Winter mode. You like that? Sub-Zero Possum. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Mr. Freeze himself, they call you. Mm-hmm. They call you Mr. Freeze himself because you accidentally locked yourself in a restaurant walk-in refrigerator. Yeah, that's true. They, they, I did do that, and they do call me that. And I think it's a little bit clanky. <laughs> but I can't, you can't really choose your nickname. No one likes their own nickname. If you like it, then they change it. I mean, I like Big Hal. Well, you insist on being called it. I mean, I don't like calling you Big Al. You think I like that? What would you prefer to call me, Mr. Possum? Little stinky. I think we should just try it out. I, I think you might like the sound of it. So we'll just take it from the top, okay? All right. Toot toot, Kentucky Anna. It's the Possum and Little Stinky Show. I'm a possum. Okay, we're not calling it the Possum and Little Stinky Show. I'm not Little Stinky. All right, how about we switch the order up? It's the Lil Stinky and Possum Show. Is that better for your ego? No, it doesn't make me feel any better for Lil Stinky to be first. No. It's the Big Stinky and Possum Show. There you go. Perfect. I like Big... Okay, Big Stinky works. I'm getting what really makes you tick here. As long as you're big, you don't care if you're known as Stinky. Wow. I think the idea of it is that it's ironic. Like, clearly, you're the Stinky one. You're the big, hairy possum who's never had a bath in your life. Never. But we're calling me Big Stinky. I think that's just kind of funny. Like, you have to admit, that is funny. I'm ready. I mean, I I think that it's a good name change for you, so... How about we go even further with this rebrand? How about we call Monday night at 10 p.m. The Big Stink? And and people tune in, and, uh, and they hear from me, The Big Stink, who we're now calling The Big Stink, and uh, my, I don't know, my sort of uh, occasional sidekick, a uh, little Possum. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you think just because you stink now, you can just kick me off the show? By what logic does that make sense? Possum, it's a little bit like the Highlander. If I adopt your most pronounced characteristic, which is the smell, if I adopt that, I now have enough personality for the two of us, and we don't really need double billing on the show anymore. And you've kind of talked your way out of a job, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Well, never mind then. All right, Big Stinky, let's get on with the show. What do you say? Sure thing, Mr. Possum. It's winter season. Time for us all to recoil safely and warmly into our flannel turtle shells and hibernate. Oh, come on, Mr. Possum. That's not how you survive a winter. You don't recoil and hibernate and hide away and, and stay still. Or if you do survive a winter that way, it's simply because you weren't properly tested by the fates, in my opinion. And that's why tonight on the show, you and I are going to suggest some fun winter activities. Aww. Moving blood. Winter games. Because in winter games, everyone's a winner. Oh, toot toot. Toot toot. Toot toot. So when we come back, we're going to talk about our first winter game. Come on. 
me and Big Hal are talking about some fun winter games for the season. Big Hal, what's your first one tonight? The first winter game I want to discuss tonight is Iceketball. Iceketball. Here's a classic American winter game. Iceketball. A minor variation on the classic year-round sport of basketball. Iceketball is played outdoors on a park basketball court that's frozen over. You gather two teams of five or a couple two-person teams, or you just play one-on-one, and uh, basically you just try to play basketball. Hmm. You know some guys are playing iceketball when they're all trying to stay very still until one of them gets up the nerve to try to shoot a shot. And most of the time that ends with that player falling on their duff. It's a longer game. The strategy's more critical. You spend most of the game trying to get the ball because falling over is less painful when you can land on the ball. Okay, so basketball is just basketball but on ice, right? That, that, that's, that's what you're saying? It's just more difficult because you can't stand up? I would expand on that by saying it's basketball attempted to be played on ice. I see. That's- very, very few times would you actually get even a single play, even a single basketball play performed in an ice ball game. Is the scoring the same? I mean, I would I would assume that you would get way more points for getting the ball in the hoop instead of just falling on it. Yeah, the scoring is the same, theoretically. I've never been in an ice ball game that anybody scored a point in. So, uh, theoretically, it would be the same, yeah. So, really, any sport played on ice makes it more difficult. So, I mean... You could do this with a lot of sports. You could play ice football. I guess there's no punny sort of title for it. It'd just be ice foot or something. Uh, let's see. How about foot of snowball? Oh, foot of snowball. There we go. That's not clunky. I like that. Yeah. It's not quite ice related, but it's winter related. So that would work. Can you play baseball on ice? Yeah. What would baseball? Um, ice for- ball. Okay, we'll just call it ice ball. Yeah. And yeah, base, baseball would be pretty fun. I, I'd, be, I'd be a little nervous to swing that bat. I would be worried that if I was standing on the ice and I swung a bat around, I might just keep spinning, you know? Forever. Yeah. Like, like a, a ballerina in a music box. Yeah. Well, that's actually kind of beautiful. Put a little Tchaikovsky over it. Perfect winter scene, honestly. Let's go play it. Mr. Possum, what's the first winter game you want to talk about? It's called... Shiver dance. Shiver dance. Yes. That's when you and your competitor get very, very cold outside with not enough clothes on. You don't want to bundle up for shiver dance. Mm -hmm. And then you see who can turn their uncontrollable shivers into the best dance. Well, this almost sounds like one of those Olympic sports, like uh, figure skating or or tumbling or something you know it's like it's got a performance aspect to it right not just an athletic component exactly it's there's some room for creative expression with shiver dance that's cool that's cool i like that so do you do you pick out a song yes to do a routine to or do you kind of just let the cold take you where where it wants one shiver dance music choice is very personal but if I was coaching you to, to pick one, I would say across the board, no matter what you do, you want to pick something that doesn't have a ton of percussion in it. Okay. Because you get a lot of bonus points if the clacking of your own teeth and the wobbling of your kneecaps kind of sound like castanets, you know, like little clackers. Sure. Or like maracas. 
Like your teeth, if your teeth chatter so fast, they sound like maracas. Right. I mean, you're absolutely right to let the cold take you where it wants. And sometimes what I do is I just start letting my teeth clack, and then I let that take me away to the land of dance. And I will try to dance to my own teeth chattering. And you're out there in some very skimpy clothing, and boy, your body just gets to moving, and you learn a little something about yourself sometimes. Possibly give me an example of something you've learned about yourself doing a shiver dance. Well, I've learned that I hate the cold, and I very much look forward to getting back inside. Ah, okay. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. The next winter game that I want to talk about is ice driving. Now here's a classic winter sport you can play on your way to work, particularly if you're late to work, as I often am, and if you're in a hurry to get there, and the roads are frozen up, and so is your car. The rules of ice driving are simple. You get in your car, you allow the defrost to eliminate just enough ice off your windshield where you can peek out like you're waiting on a password through a door slot, And then you try to drive to work on the slick roads as your teeth chatter and your arms shake from the cold air blasting from the defroster. And you see if you can get to work before the defroster completely takes care of the windshield. I like it. The stakes are high. The temps are low. Ice driving. Okay, so you win the game by getting to work. That stinks. I mean, shouldn't the winner be somewhere that doesn't stink? Come on. Why can't you drive somewhere fun? This is a sport that's more about the journey than the destination. Uh, literally. Oh, God, it's a sport for nerds. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess having a job nowadays does make you a nerd. Mm-hmm. It's more about having fun sort of in the margins of your day. You know? Just doing a little bit of reckless driving in between bed and, you know, your cubicle or whatever. Oh, I see. So it's a it's a sport for people who are generally unhappy to, to, to give them a... A happy spot in their day. Yeah. That's nice. A happy, reckless, dangerous, uh, sort of panicked spot. That's nice. If you had plenty of time to get to work, you could just sit in your car and let it warm up, Mm -hmm. you know? Let the windshield melt. Love a melted windshield. Definitely. But if you're a guy like me and you're always kind of riding the line, right? you know, like surfing that wave of of, uh, being 10 minutes late to everything in your life, you know, you hop in that car the absolute last minute you could do it, and then you look up, and that's when you realize that you can't see out the windshield. So who's your competitor? Is it another person who's also late for work that you kind of play ice chicken with, or penguin, if you will? No, I've always felt that your competitor is the actual ice on the roads itself, which is trying to keep you from getting to work. Gosh, that's boring. It's more like a speed run on a video game. You know, there's a lot of elements that you have to dodge. I've never felt more sorry for you in my entire life. Well, you, if, if it makes you feel better, I lost my job. <laughs> oh, good. You don't have to play this terrible sport anymore. And also, the roads are safer because no one should be playing this game. Toot toot. Toot toot. Mr. Possum, what's the next winter game you want to talk about? This year, everyone's going to be playing Shining Maze. That's where you chase your competitor through a hedge maze with only an axe and your wits. Big Hal? Okay, Mr. Radio Broadcaster, that's all you have to say about it. There's no more elaboration on that. 
I kind of, you know, it's one of them concepts kind of explains yourself. You get yourself an axe, and you chase a, a loved one through a hedge maze, and it's a it's a sport that's fueled by fear. Sure. They're afraid you're going to catch them and get to chopping, and you're afraid that you're going to freeze before you catch him. And get to chopping. Get to chopping, yeah. And that axe does you no good, really, as a survival tool. It's just a way to celebrate if you catch your foe. You're also fighting off that, uh, that what, that cabin fever that you've got, I guess. Right. That, uh, cabin fever is why you got that axe. Yeah, it's rotting away at your brain. Mm-hmm. You've really been working too hard, not not doing enough play, and that's made you, uh, what, like a, like a dull boy? That's right. And a dull boy needs a sharp axe. Big Al. your next dang game? Snowler blading, Mr. Possum. What? Snowler blading is not your grandma's winter game. Possum, have you seen the latest summertime craze of rollerblading, a.k.a. inline skating? Have you seen people doing this? Have you heard yeah. about this? Yeah, I've seen that. Snowler blading is inline skating, but on the ice. Oh. Okay. That's... I've heard of that, too. It's called ice skating. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, Mr. Possum. Ice skating is like roller skating, which is your grandma's summer game. Snollerblading is the winter version of rollerblading. Right. Ice skating. Skating on the ice. I get it. No, 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 no. It's different than ice skating. What's different? Well, the shoe is cooler, um, for one thing. Like the shoe, like the shoe has cooler colors on it. Okay. Than than your than your regular, uh, than your regular ice skates. That's tight. Also, you're supposed to skate, or uh, excuse me, you're supposed to blade, with a bit more attitude, with a chip on your shoulder. Also, you got to make fun of anybody who's doing regular ice skating. You know, hmm. if you see somebody doing some classic figure skating, or uh, or just sort of going around in a dumb circle, you make fun of them. They're not doing something cool like you are. Hmm. Ice skating is what your grandma did. Snowler blading is what you do. Mr. Possum, what's another winter game you love to play? Now, winter games aren't always about being outside. Sometimes it's about passing the time inside. One of the winter games I like to do is competing with my neighbors. Who has the folksiest door entrance sign? Now, I was pretty inspired by Big House. He's got a sign there that says, a stupid bear and his honey live here, or something like that. It doesn't say a stupid bear. Oh, it doesn't? No. What's it says, it say? I mean, I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't been out of my house in several months. But um, I'm pretty sure it just says, a bear and his little honey live here, or something oh, like that. Oh, see, that's folksy. I like that. That inspires me to come up with my own folksy door entrance. Now, are you are you looking for? Because a lot of times people buy these at stores because they're 
they they come across like we came across ours at a at sort of a folksy gift shop and it it tickled us and so we hung it on the door but you're talking about making up your own as and a sort competing. of yeah as a sort of sedentary sport that you can play indoors yeah sedentary sports kind of a nasty way of saying game but yeah exactly well mr possum what's an example of some of your uh uh the, the folksy door hangings you've come up with <laughs> Nice try, you turkey. I'm not telling you my stuff. I'm trying to compete with these. Oh. If I tell you, you steal them. So wait, all this talk and, and, and the listeners at home aren't even going to get to hear any examples. Nice try. That's very crafty of you. Trying to use the listeners to get me to give you my tight ideas. I mean, that sounds to me like you don't actually have any tight ideas. Or like you're a little bit self-conscious yes, about the folksy sayings that you've got. That's not true. All these ideas are tight. I know you, Mr. Possum, and if you actually had any good ideas, you'd be just, you'd be champing at the bit to, to be saying them on the air, I'm sure. All right, one of them I got is, it's on the front door, right? Yeah, that's not really your idea to put it on the front door. Shut that, up, I'm just painting a picture. It's on the front door, and it's got a painting of like a lump underneath some covers in the bed. Sure. And it says, don't bother me. I'm under the covers. Don't even knock on my door. That's funny. Uh, I mean... That's not true. It's a little bit... Uh, I mean, it's more true than it is funny. Is, I got more. I got. There's one where it just says, Oh, you can lay the soup right there. That's cute. Because it's like, they might not even... You can lay the soup right there. Yeah. Because, you know, they might not even be there with soup. But then they see that, and they're like, this guy wants soup. That's folksy. Okay. I don't care if you like them. I got tons of them. These, these seem to just describe very specific situations instead of being, like, broad and funny and having a sort of play on words or, or something in them. Like, a bear, me being the bear, obviously, and, uh, and my wife being my little honey, there's, like, a pun in that. You know, it's a, there's a joke. Mm-hmm you know, leave some soup to a person who doesn't have any soup. It's weird, but it's not like a joke, you know? Yeah, well, I haven't really told you my best ones because I'm trying to compete with those. Okay, well, uh, let's hear Let's hear one of your best ones. One of my best ones? You want me to actually say one of my best ones that I'm going to compete with on the radio? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a shoes-off house, so start bending over and untying those things, Charlie. <laughs> That's the gold medalist right there. This episode's all about new, fresh winter games. Big Hal, what you got next for us? Well, I'm glad you said new and fresh, because this is not your grandma's winter game. Uh-huh. I'm talking about Extreme Biathlon. Extreme Biathlon. This isn't even your grandma's biathlon. I've asked you to keep my grandma out of your mouth. 
Biathlon is famously the Nordic tradition of skiing to a location and shooting at a target. So you have to balance the strenuous exercise with the calm skill of marksmanship. In extreme biathlon, you have to snowboard to a location and shoot a bazooka to blow up a 2015 Honda Odyssey. Who boy. It's sweet, Mr. Possum. It whips. This, this sport whips. They blow up a Honda Odyssey every time? That sounds kind of pricey. Yeah, it's a pretty expensive sport. It's uh, sponsored by Honda, though, so they get plenty of 2015 Honda Odysseys, you know. That's an interesting uh, marketing technique. I have not seen that in commercials where they blow up their own vehicles. Well, those things weren't exactly flying off the shelves, if you know what I mean. Right. So it's kind of like them saying, we screwed up here, blow it up. What do I care? I can make more vans. Well, you have to buy the Honda Odyssey to use it in the sport. I think it's a workaround for them not being able to sell this this minivan on its own merits. They're sort of saying, hey, here you go, lease this for lease this for 10 years and you can blow it up today with a bazooka. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I like that. It is very extreme. Oh, man, it's so extreme. You got to be good at snowboarding. You got to be able to do all your snowboard tricks while having a bazooka slung at your side. You got to stop, point that bazooka at a 2015 Honda Odyssey, and then you got to pay off that thing in increments with interest over the course of the next 10 years of your life. That's extreme. It's super extreme. Mr. Possum, what's the next winter game you want to talk about? Well, it's another competition. It's Best Frostbeard. Oh, I like this one. That's when you just sit outside for long enough in extreme cold where your beard that's already on your face gets a whole new kind of frosty character by gaining condensation that freezes. Mm -hmm. And that's just the first part is growing the beard. A panel of judges judges you and your other beardy friends and judges the best Frostbeard. And the winner becomes Father Frost for the next four years. Four, four years, huh? Four years, that's right. Everybody has to take you very seriously. You're above the law, and they let you finish all your sentences. Are you sure you're not just talking about the presidential election, Mr. Possum? No, this is about beards. Father Frost is more powerful than the president. Oh, wow. More powerful than the president. Yes, Father Frost has the president in his cold little pocket. Now, what do you do to alert people to the fact that you are Father Frost the rest of the year when you don't have a, when you don't have a frosty beard? That's a very smart question. Thank you, Mr. Possum. In the summer, your frost beard will be melted. It'll be well melted. Yeah. And you'll just have a regular beard. Right. What you do is you just get yourself some white powder, like some chalk or some talcum, something like that, gold bond. Uh-huh. And just kind of slap that onto your face so that you're, you retain the look of winter year-round. Okay, so the rest of the year you just walk around with like a King Lear stage beard on, basically. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And the great thing is, if someone starts a duel with you or begins an altercation by slapping your face, oh, oh, Lord, help them. Because that plume of smoke coming from your beard will rise up to the cloud and will alert all the nearby villagers and animals that, oh, it's going down. Someone has just challenged Farther Frost. Okay. And then a circle will, will build around you and you will fight. <laughs> so not that they'll come and defend Father Frost, 
that just that they'll come and watch Father Frost defend Father Frost's title. Yes. Is that right? Is that right? Yes. Big Al, what you got next? Good cold weather news for fans of North America's fastest growing sport, Zorbing. You can do it in the snow now. Zorbing is, of course, bouncing and rolling around in a large, transparent plastic ball. Safe, scenic, low effort, great time all around. Good thing to do on a date or uh, at a tourist location. Uh, Big Al, how does that ball roll in the snow? Not too well, Mr. Possum. Uh, It's uh, pretty slow. Um, it, it tends to get sort of stuck in, uh, in snow drifts pretty, pretty easily because mm-hmm. the, it's just a big flimsy ball, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to speed up your Zorb a little bit, you, uh, you have to involve attachments of some kind, but you can get, you could sort of tape some skis to your Zorb or you can put your Zorb in a big sled that's big enough to hold a, a Zorb. Wow. That stinks. Sledding in a sledding in a zorb is pretty fun because if you hit something or, uh, or or you know fall off of the sled, you're protected by a large uh, transparent ball. I have one issue with it, and it's as a friend. Sure. You you once told me that some of the decisions I was making were being it was because I was being influenced by a Rat King, uh, a a giant pile of rats had put together themselves as a person and really kind of lobbied some of their interests to me. You remember that? Yes, I remember that, Mr. Possum. It was just last week. I th- I've i gotten the impression a few times since then that you're still under the influence of a of a rat king. Um, well, the interests of the rats are our interests. You know, that's what I've come to learn. But what I'm saying is that I believe that you are being influenced by Wayne Coyne. Singer and frontman of the Flaming Lips. Uh, yes, the Bubble King has gotten too close to Big Al. For ten years, he has been trying to make getting in a plastic bubble be something that people yearn for and that people want. And just recently, he put on a concert where the audience were all in Zorbs. Uh-huh. And now... Yeah, he's he- done one. he's done wonders for the Zorb industry, that's true. I want to say I was a big Zorb proponent before Wayne Coyne even got into it. Oh, is that right? So you're the Bubble King. I even have a song about it, Mr. Possum. You want to hear it? Sure, yeah. Let's listen to it. Baby, let me take you on a sunset Zorb. Just a rolling and a bouncing in a big old orb. Sun's going down. Oops, you're in trouble. About to be bouncing with me in a bubble called a Zorb. Sunset Zorb. About to be bouncing with me in a bubble called a Zorb. You don't need a license like you're scuba diving. No high speeds like zipline riding. No parachute and no big fall. Just a fun, safe ride in a big old ball. Strap on in and let's start to roll. Freely breathing through the Zorb's air holes. A Zorb is a big transparent ball with straps to hold you against the wall. Baby, let me take you on a sunset Zorb. Just a rolling and a bouncing in a big old orb. Sun's going down. Oops, you're in trouble. About to be bouncing with me. Bouncing with me in a bubble called a Zorb. Don't worry, baby, it's totally safe. Only three people ever have died this way. They were high up on mountainous 
with Sunset Zorb by me, Howl Dottie. And tonight on the show, we have been talking about some of our favorite winter games. And there's one winter game left to discuss, and it's Mr. Possum's Choice. Well, my last winter game doesn't really require cold weather necessarily, but it does make it a little sweeter because you're stuck inside. It's called stair sledding. That's when you and your buddy get in a sleeping bag and you slide down the steps in your house. You and your buddy get in a sleeping bag. So it starts with you and a buddy getting into a sleeping bag together? Well, it depends on the size of the sleeping bag and the size of your buddy, I suppose. But, I mean, you can take turns. Okay. It's not required that you're both in the bag. I mean, I guess you don't really need it to be wintertime, but it is kind of thematically correct because it's sledding. This, to me, is just something children do. It's like a... It's like bored children on a snow day. This is the kind of trouble they get into, sliding down the stairs on a on a sleeping bag. Oh, come on. This is no child's game. No, it's exactly a child's game. No, children, this is... Children invent this game across America every day of the winter. Oh, come on. Children don't have the courage for this game. All they do is, you know, their parents go to work and they just get into the cupboard and they mix up peanut butter and chocolate chips and melt them in the microwave and dump all that soup into a T-shirt and put it out front and see who steps on it. Come on. Well, Mr. Possum, I, I can tell you, as a child, I rode stuff down the staircase all the time. Well. Uh, it's very fun for me because I didn't have anything else to do i wasn't able to go anywhere and do it i couldn't go to dave and buster's well it's very very brave of you it doesn't make this a game for children it means you were born a man yeah but i the thing is i wouldn't do it now i wouldn't sled down a staircase now well that's because you've grown into a coward you're born a man and then you aged into a coward like many people do it's okay I suppose that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is to say, I could go anywhere and do literally any other thing, so why do I need to slide eight feet down some stairs I walk up and down every day? Oh, 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 oh. It's time to be awarding the gold, silver, and bronze medals in our uh, Big Howlin' Possum Winter Olympics and heading off to our cozy little beds. Yeah, I think that old hearth is calling. That old hearth I sit next to in the wintertime. Toot toot, everybody. Toot toot.